Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. Wherever you may be across this great country or this great land, uh, we've got a lot to get to right off the top. I want to let you know, go sign up for Outkick VIP. We just ordered thousands of more books to make up for the thousands of you who have signed up in the last six weeks or so that we have not been able to get books to. So if you have signed up, I am personally autographing all of these copies of my most recent book and they will arrive at your house wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. A bunch of you uh, are outside of the country and are receiving the books. So you love me, you love Jason Whitlock. We had a great dinner last night. Uh, we had dinner together the last two nights now that Whitlock has moved to Nashville. Everything is rolling without kick. We got so many great things that are coming in your direction. Uh, and I encourage you to go sign up for the Outkick VIP. Get an autographed copy of my book. We also have monthly subscriptions if you don't want to pay $99 all at once. All right, coronavirus. Uh, coronavirus continues to decline. Uh, you know, I understand that everybody out there was trying to terrify you by saying, oh my God, the second wing, it's going to be like a second wave, it's going to be like New York all over again. The reality has been it's a pale approximation of New York. Florida has one-fifth the deaths of New York. The entire SEC has less deaths than, uh, than New York alone. Uh, the numbers are declining in Florida, Arizona, and Texas. Uh, Florida, in fact, yesterday was down over 50% in deaths, hit a new low in overall test positive percentage. All of the numbers are coming down, much to the chagrin of the Corona Bros out there who tried to predict that we were going to have a ton of different New York states. Again, I keep beating this drum because it matters. New York State and New Jersey have the worst death rates from the coronavirus in the entire world and they are twice the death rate of any country in the world. Let me repeat that. New York and New Jersey have double the death rate of any country in the world from the coronavirus. Belgium is the worst death rate in the world and New York and New Jersey are both twice as bad as Belgium. What was Governor Murphy in New Jersey doing? What was Governor Cuomo in New York doing? And why is everybody not actually looking at what happened there? Because it all came out of New York City effectively. That's where New Jersey had their impact. That's where New York had their impact. And remember, all the people in New York City fled which is what spread the coronavirus around the entire nation. So New York City had a failure of an epic level twice as bad as any place in the world. What in the world went on there with Mario, uh, with Mario Cuomo, with uh, Andrew Cuomo, and with Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City? That's the story that everybody should be asking. It's the number one story in the entire coronavirus. If New York had just had a death rate similar to any of the other big states, California, Texas, or Florida, they would have had tens of thousands of less deaths, around five or 6,000 people dying instead of 32,000 announced deaths. This would have been like the flu 
but for New York and New Jersey who had the worst responses of anywhere in the country. They need to answer questions. Governor Murphy and Governor Cuomo in both of those states. All right, I missed this story. I didn't even realize that Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day were feuding. I blame all of you for not letting me know this story was going on but this is fantastic. I love a good college football feud. Jim Harbaugh is getting ready to lose his sixth straight game to Ohio State and on a call with other Big Ten coaches Jim Harbaugh complained about the fact that Ryan Day was evidently according to Harbaugh engaging in some on-field instructions. So he raised it, Harbaugh did, as a part of the conversation. Ryan Day snapped back that he needed to worry about his own team and then privately in a meeting with his own team Ryan Day said uh, that Michigan better watch out because we're going to hang 100 on them this year. I love it. I love this line from Ryan Day just pimp slapping Jim Harbaugh who is the most overhyped coach in the history of college football about to go 0-6 versus his rival. They're now playing, scheduled to play anyway on October 24th and I love that Ryan Day told his entire team we're not putting our, pulling our foot off the gas. We're going to hang 100 on him this year. This is going to be a really fun run-up assuming that this game actually ends up happening. Ohio State has been dominating Michigan for a long time now but last year was supposed to be the year for Michigan. They got Ohio State in the big house. They got Ryan Day replacing Urban Meyer. It was finally the perfect time so Michigan fans believed including my wife who is a Michigan grad they finally thought this is our year instead they absolutely got dominated uh, at Michigan and now they are feuding again again with Ryan Day saying he's going to hang 100 on Michigan I love everything about this 100%. All right, I told you this was going to happen this is Nostradama, Nostrad, whatever, Clay Nostradamus, whatever you want to call me. I said the PGA is going to dominate everybody else this weekend. NHL playoffs, NBA bubble, Major League Baseball, PGA ratings will hit a five-year high on Thursday. Clay Stradamus, that's good. Clay Stradamus. The PGA ratings hit a five-year high Nostravamus is not bad either. Uh, hit a five-year high all right, for golf ratings. I have been telling you this. This was going to happen. Golf has not tried to get woke. They have not tried to tell you that you're an awful human being. They have not focused on what names are on their jerseys. They haven't focused on kneeling for the national anthem. They've just gone out and put on a good show and now the ratings are going to go through the roof because we've got primetime golf coming on Saturday and Sunday and Tiger Woods actually went out and was minus 2 on Thursday. He's going to tee off I believe at 5 o'clock Eastern roughly today and you're going to be able to watch him in primetime kick back, have a beer and enjoy the PGA Championship. Five-year high. Five-year high for the Thursday of the uh, the PGA Championship and they are going to dunk all over the NBA. They're going to dunk all over Major League Baseball. They're going to dunk all over the NHL because they're not worried about anything other than just giving you an entertaining sports event to watch. Props to the PGA on the five-year high for their ratings. Uh, The NFL. The NFL numbers are officially in and this feels like a rig job. 
but 69 players opted out of the NFL season. Uh, That is a nod in the direction of uh, the the nice uh, 69 players opted out of the NFL season uh, 17 of whom were starters. That means that 97.3% of all of the NFL players chose to continue to play. A lot of attention given to the 2.7% who opt out. How about the 97.3% who were fine opting in to play? So uh, we are headed for an enjoyable NFL season beyond a shadow of a doubt. uh, Will Muschamp. This is the big issue. I get asked all the time about college football and what's going to happen with college football. Here is the biggest threat to college football. Girls. Okay? I'm just going to be straightforward with you. The biggest threat to college football season happening is college girls who are getting athletes to come to their parties and to come to hang out. This is 100% the biggest threat. College age guys and I was one and a lot of you were as well if a cute girl reaches out and says I'm going to this party will you meet me there? It takes an incredible willpower from a college age man who is told by a good looking college age girl I'm going to this party will you meet me there? to not go to meet her there. That is it. This is the biggest challenge to the college football season. Because if guys go to parties they're going to get asymptomatic coronavirus tests asymptomatic coronavirus infections and they are going to test positive. Because they're getting tested multiple days a week and we know unless they've already got herd immunity which would actually be a great thing that this virus is going to spread like wildfire through college campuses as soon as college kids get back on campus. And after a couple of months it will basically go away and once that happens there will be herd immunity on many different college campuses. But in the meantime when all those college kids come roaring back on campus in the next two weeks they've been sitting around at their parents' house they're desperate to finally be able to hang out with their friends and have a good time Do you know what is going to happen? Parties. Everybody in college is going to pile into the same parties including the athletes and there's going to be a substantial number of infections that result as that occur as a result. I was having this conversation with somebody about how high school football is actually in better shape to be played than college football. And the argument went like this. In high school football they're not testing every single person who's asymptomatic. They're using a uh, a temperature gauge, thermometer to see whether or not you have a fever when you show up for practice but they're not testing every single player and then everybody who is asymptomatic is required to quarantine. That's not actually required to occur. And so high school football given the fact that a vast majority of young people who are testing positive or asymptomatic is likely to have no major issues But college football which is being tested all the time they're going to catch everybody who is asymptomatic. So the only way there aren't a lot of infections among college football players is one of two outcomes. Either one or three outcomes. I'll give you three outcomes. One, the players truly don't go out and interact at all. They basically voluntarily self-quarantine. I don't think it's very likely. Two, 
they actually set up a quarantine environment on campus and don't allow athletes to be out circulating. Or three, they already have herd immunity because they've been back on campus for multiple months and they already have gotten the virus in an asymptomatic fashion and as a result, it's not going to spread very much through the team. That's the only result that I can see, the three options for how college football can be played. Unfortunately, I think the fourth here is actually more likely to happen which is unfortunately that a lot of college kids are going to go out they're going to get infected they're not going to be in danger but they are going to test positive which is going to result in a lot of quarantines. All right, So I don't know how you solve this. To me building in a bunch of bye weeks not requiring players to quarantine for two weeks if they are testing uh, symptomatic So uh, asymptomatic that is. I don't know the overall outcome but I do know this is a funny line about it and Will Muschamp basically summed it up when he went on Feinbaum. He said uh, to Paul Feinbaum Will Muschamp did you need to lead a really boring life right now. I probably look back to your high school and college days meaning Paul Feinbaum I can't imagine you had many dates. He said his players all need to live a Paul Feinbaum in college lifestyle. That's a great line right? But college kids are swimming in girls. They're swimming in opportunities. That's a funny line from Will Muschamp talking about uh, Paul Feinbaum but really it's what everybody needs if college football is actually going to happen. So uh, the players themselves and I give credit to uh, one of the Ohio State players who came out and said this they're safer on campus. And I don't know why more people don't talk about this. People say, oh, I'm concerned about them giving it to other people. The best place, the most likely place where this thing could actually spread is in a home. So if you send these college athletes home they're actually more likely to give it to their grandmothers or their grandfathers or their mom or their dad off campus than they are when they are uh, on campus. Because on campus they're tending to interact with young people Uh, and so I believe all these players by and large during the coronavirus are actually safer on college campuses with access to health professionals, testing, medical facilities. All of them are safer on a college campus than they would be off a college campus. But I think the challenge is going to be getting them not to go out like you saw at Rutgers, like you saw at Louisville All these places are going to have parties and when the parties happen people talk in close proximity to each other and a lot of them end up getting the coronavirus primarily asymptomatic but we're catching them all because of the amount of testing that's going on. Speaking of bad decisions Brett Favre has decided to go with blonde hair. This is one of the worst hair looks of all time. I don't know if you've seen this picture we got it up on OutKick. I don't know what Brett Favre is thinking going blonde hair. This is a midlife crisis moment. I stand before you right now as a 41-year-old man and I tell you I have never dyed my hair. I got a little bit of gray. You can see it a little bit. I got a little bit of gray in my hair. I have never uh, dyed it at all. I'm not guaranteeing to you that when I'm 55 I might not suddenly decide to start dyeing my hair and I might not go full on Brett Favre and one day you might sit down to watch this show and boom I show up with blonde hair. I can't guarantee you that I am not going to dye my hair for the rest of my life but as of right now I have zero plan to ever dye my hair. 
And if I ever dye my hair blonde, you have my permission to argue intentionally. You have my permission to argue that I need to retire because I have lost my mind. I hate to see Brett Favre with blonde hair. It's not a good look. All right? Not everyone can have spectacular hair like me. Still thick, luscious, dark hair. No gray really that's substantially taking over although I do have some gray streaks. But my goodness, you can't go blonde if you are a 50 plus year old dude like Brett Favre. Finally, I wanted to finish off Friday's show with an entertaining story for you. All right, I got a great story for you. Uh, Reese McGuire. Any of you know who Reese McGuire is? He is a catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Reese McGuire is a catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays who was caught in Florida uh, treating his body like an amusement park in a parking lot. He was, uh, he was riding the stroke train in a parking lot by himself in his car. He was arrested by police who caught him treating his body as they said on Seinfeld like an amusement park. Uh, as a result as a result obviously that's pretty humiliating. I can't even imagine what it's like to walk into a locker room after you have been arrested for public masturbation like uh, Reese McGuire was. I can't I just I can only imagine the jokes that would rain down upon you in any locker room in America if you were arrested in a public <laughs> public parking lot for masturbation. Uh, Reese McGuire is now presently he's been in a series playing against the Atlanta Braves when he walked up to bat they played beat it on the organ at the Atlanta Braves uh, at the Atlanta Braves game. That my friends is pure genius by the Braves. Again Michael Jackson's beat it on the baseball organ when he walked up to bat last night. By the way the Braves won on a walk-off home run. I have basically adopted the Braves as my new favorite Major League Baseball team because my nine-year-old insists that we watch their games every night and so we've had the Braves on every night at home uh, enjoying their games. (coughs) Props to Marcakis for that walk-off home run. I'm the newest, I guess, Braves fan in the entire country because of my nine-year-old who actually got the Atlanta Braves A uh, carved in the back of his head. So now we're going to have a lot of sad Octobers in front of us. Uh, but this is, uh, this is a lot of fun uh, to, uh, to think about. Props to the Atlanta Braves organist for breaking out. Beat it. Uh, all right. I love all of you. We're about to be live on Lock It In at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central, 2, thir- uh, 2 o'clock Mountain, 1 o'clock Pacific. I'm going to give you some gambling tips for Friday's PGA Championship for the stars who are teeing off including Tiger Woods this afternoon around 5 o'clock. Make sure you don't miss it. I've been on a little bit of a gambling heater lately. Hit a a 6-1 to parlay yesterday. Hope to continue it again today. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. Go sign up for the OutKick uh, VIP and I will be back with you guys. We're doing a Sunday, I will, a Sunday Zoom for VIP members exclusively. Details will be posted on the VIP message board. Go sign up. You can come on and watch that and hang out with us. Love all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. My name is Clay Travis. I will see you tomorrow or Sunday. See y'all. Bye. On Lock It In slash Fox Bet Live here. 
in a little bit. Kisses to all of you. Have fantastic weekends. See ya. Love you. Thank you, Facebook. See you guys.